Welcome to the Courageous Worth Podcast. I'm your host, Empowerment Coach, Ashley Baxter. Every Tuesday, I bring you interviews with inspiring guests, and every Thursday, I share a little message with tips to help you live with courageous worth because you are valuable and desperately needed in this world. Hey, it's Ashley. We all could use a little more community and encouragement these days, especially as we enter winter while still in a global pandemic. For that reason, I'm hosting an eight-week book club through the months of December and January. Together, we will go through the number one New York Times bestseller book titled Untamed by Glennon Doyle. As the book's jacket cover says, Untamed is a story of how each of us can begin to trust ourselves enough to set boundaries, make peace with our bodies, honor our anger and heartbreak, and unleash our truest, wildest instincts so that we can become women who finally can look at ourselves and say, there she is. I have been fortunate enough to hear Glenn Doyle and her wife, Abby Wambach, speak in person several times, and each time has been healing, refining, and empowering. And I know this book will be the same. So I would love to go through this book together as you and I leave 2020 and enter 2021. If interested, go to theashleybaxter.com backslash untamed for more information and to sign up for free. Today on the Courageous Word podcast, I have guests Des Maya and Gina Marie Cornelius. Des and Gina Marie are the founders of Blissful Fortitude. They are both keynote speakers and hosts of the Bliss Beyond Fear podcast. They draw from their hardships and expertise as they mentor others to take action and believe in themselves to help people go from feeling helpless to whole. I am here with my friends, Des and Gina Marie. We are all part of Brand Builders Group. We have just met through that virtually. And so I'm so excited because they both have such amazing stories to share and are just dynamic people. And automatically there's an instant connection because we all three love unicorns. We (laughs) even brought them to the interview. See, I thought I loved unicorns and now I'm realizing that I have a ways to go. Like y'all are just next level and I feel like I am just letting down all the unicorns in this world, which do exist, people. They do And I mean, because share, what are the names of your your spirit animal unicorn names? So mine is Fantasia. And mine is Pixie. Pixie's a little, a little loopy, just like me. And they match our personalities. So Pixie Pixie's usually like leaning... Yeah, Pixie is often a little, she's just a little bit, you know, in a really special way, in the best way. Yeah, that's right. And we travel with them too. Mm -hmm. So when they go places, they come with us and they go in our bags and that's why they're a little weathered, Mm -hmm. but that gives them character. Mm -hmm. And did y'all realize this common love for unicorns early in your friendship or was that later? Well, would you like to hear the story? Yes. Yeah. So... It was back when I was dating. There is a video called The Crazy... Crazy Hot... Hot Matrix. Yes. Okay, you can YouTube it. I saw this. Yes, continue to explain it. Yes. And so I was talking to this man. He was he was very sweet. And he, he said, I, he said, you are so beautiful. You are, so, you know, so this and so that. And I said, I'm crazy. Just so that you know, I'm crazy. And he goes, no, you're a unicorn. And it came out of nowhere. And I said, what do you mean? He said, you don't know what I'm talking about? And I said, no. So I watched the I watched the video. Uh, your listeners will have to pop over and go to YouTube and, and research that. But um, I took that as such a huge compliment. So for me, I'm not really 
big into unicorns. I'm a little more partial to Pixie and my little travel. I have a little travel one. This is not Pixie. This one is bubblegum. But um, it this is a reminder of my uniqueness, of of just being 2% of the world. And and so for me, this this literally was you know, a visual image of getting through hard times. Like I would you hold, got this. I, I would go, no, I'm a unicorn. And I bring it back. And, and she that's why it. Pixie is matted. Mm-hmm. Pixie's like, looks like dirty. And, and she's been washed several <laughs> times. And, and so I'm just like, I've got this. I've got this. I'm a unicorn. So yeah, it was my emotional support animal more than my spirit animal. <laughs> I support all of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, you know, as we got together and we just talked about the chemistry, the energy that we have, and that sensation of building a tribe, um, unicorns just became a symbolic for us. So we do get them for our ambassadors, our blissful fortitude ambassadors. And it's it's a lot of fun, you know, for us to not take things too seriously and realize that there really is magic in um, all of the noise that's in the world. And do you know what they call, you know how you have a herd a of cattle? Cattle. Yeah. Do you know what a bunch of unicorns are? No. A blessing. Stop it. Stop. Stop. So, yeah, it's a ble- it's a blessing. So that's what we call our group, like doesn't, our tribe, doesn't our blessing, get any better than the that. blessings, you know, which which is like so symbolic of who they are to us, for sure. Just I when I thought it. unicorns couldn't get any better, I y'all know. just dropped this knowledge on me. Right? I'm just saying. It's a real thing. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> and y'all met through a mutual friend a couple years ago when y'all were both going through those hard times. Can you share what those different hardships were for each of you guys and just kind of paint a picture of what that was like? Absolutely. Yeah. So actually, this is really funny. We met on Gina Marie's birthday. Uh-uh. So our friend took me, invited me to this event that was at the vineyard that Gina Marie was working at. It was 80s night. So that was awesome. And then, so we met then, and then we really got connected on a New Year's Eve when Jean Marie was going to do vision boarding. And then we ended up just staying up all night and talking about life and every which direction. And through our conversation, recognized some of the traumas that we had gone through. And so my story is that I have gone through some relationship challenges when I was uh, younger and I had my first, very first relationship Cinderella story. I met my first husband when I was 15. And when 10 years later, you know, I just believed in the magic of love. And I still do today, but it was jolted a little bit because uh, we had some struggles. We had some challenges. He struggled with alcoholism. We had infidelity in our marriage. There were just really tough things that I always sort of thought, oh, I know that happens, but that doesn't happen to me. You know, that happens to other people and I really feel sad for them. And then when something happens to you, you're like, oh my gosh, nobody's exempt, you know, from these these hardships in life. And when I went through that, I just went down in the dumps, really, really just got down on myself and blamed myself for everything that was was going bad. And then 
as I moved forward, you know, in relationships, that's always just been in the back of my mind that um, they might fail and I'm afraid and I'm scared. And I think it's taken just a lot, I think, of, of lessons for me to understand that you're not your past story. And there's just going to be a lot of curveballs that get thrown at you. And despite not having the best experience, I've decided to take what I've learned from that and all the wonderful lessons and not look at it as it's a bad thing. Because I, I definitely believe that life is what happens for you. It happens for you and not to you. So that's kind of my trauma that I shared with Jean Marie when we when we met. And yeah. and for me, I um I'm a mom of eight daughters. And um, my husband and I were together for 32 years. Um, so all of them are from him. And um, he passed away. And when he passed away, there's so many dynamics to mm -hmm. all of that. I was a stay-at-home mom. Now all of a sudden, I've got to figure out how to take care of everybody. Um, a lot of them were on their own. Um, but you know, it was overwhelming um, emotionally and, and 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 on so many different levels. One of the dynamics of that was he and I were very connected in the church and we were we did couples things all the time. Now, all of a sudden, there's so much loss. I've now lost that identity of myself and then now reinventing myself. And I didn't have any friends. I didn't have any single friends. I was a married woman for years. Like you just kind kind of gravitate, you know, my watering hole where I all where we all would go would be similar things that married women would go to and that was my connection. So all of a sudden I'm I I had that and and I felt a lot of judgment. A lot of um you know, with me having a positive attitude about it and tackling it head on and not wearing black for days and, you know, and ceremoniously doing a lot of things or not getting out of bed or anything. I rallied quickly and I was judged for that. I was judged for um, me wanting to have another relationship with an, another man. I was judged, you know, I was feeling a lot of this. And so when I met um, Donna introduced me to the group of women that were all single women, and they were just, I'll never forget, like the night that we had we had met at, at the vineyard, the next day I was going to be moving stuff by myself. Um, I didn't like to ask the kids for anything. And um, I had to move a storage unit with my, um, I had a scrapbooking retreat business that I had stuff in and um, I needed to move it. And I was going to do it all by myself. And these women are like, we got you, girl. They like they showed up on a Saturday morning with their hats on and Starbucks in hand and their athletic gear. And we 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 nailed it. We moved every single thing over. And, you know, going through that time, I didn't do it alone. I had a lot of people rally around me. My church helped me in a lot of ways. But this was just such a special way to to find these women that were so supportive and so loving and so encouraging and we're all in the same place and and then and then to take that a step further where um, I really felt connected with Desiree was just how when we came together and we had challenges um the way that we would help each other process those challenges were on another level it was just so wonderful to not have somebody go well you know what you need to do 
is you just need to cut him off or you need or, you know, but really kind of, you know, ask me how I'm feeling. And we we counseled each other. And, and when you're doing that in the right way, that's really productive. I'm going to say that all boldly. Um, it's with non-judgment. And mm-hmm. I felt unconditionally love. I felt so connected. And it was very interesting because as a Christian woman, I was really being judged a lot. And in and in the um, self-development realm, there's a lot of, you know, in the universe says, which goes against, you know, some Christians, you know, rubs them the wrong way. And I think to myself that I really through, through Desiree um, learned really how to love in the way that I feel Jesus, you know, I don't, I don't think we're called to judge and, you know, we're called to love. And I have felt that with Desiree. She has loved me so much. Um, and we have this beautiful difference of a life. She, you know, um, she's, uh, a little bit younger than me, a couple years. <laughs> She's like old enough to be one of my daughters. But, um, but, uh, and so, you know, she doesn't have kids. I have kids. I come from a more conservative background. She has more, you know, not, I wouldn't say totally liberal, but more of a liberal, you know, and, and we're, you were different, you know, she's got tattoos. I don't like, like, there's just a lot of differences between the two of us. And it doesn't matter. We love each other unconditionally and we want to build each other up. We want to build others up and we want to, you know, do better every day for ourselves. You know, she is the best business partner in the whole entire world. And so we came together and we realized that this is a special relationship and we want more women to have that kind of relationship, to have the the confidence with ourselves. I'm confident with my relationship with Jesus Christ. I don't, you know, that is not, and when you are confident with that, you don't worry about how everybody else's is, you know? You just go do your thing and love, and my opinion is God will take care of the rest. It's amazing. Not my monkey, not my circus. That's for him. (laughs) (laughs) I'm called to love. I'm not called to change. Well, I love that. I heard someone say a year ago or something about how women so often we tear each other down more than we build each other up. How someone might mention someone, they're like, I don't know. I just, I don't know why I don't like that person. I just don't don't have a good feeling about them. Like there's not even a good reason. And so I just love how you guys are committed to the complete opposite of that. And your friendship demonstrates that. And y'all have unfortunately both experienced other people trying to tear you down in some ways, whether it was, you know, hopefully not intentional, or they didn't realize the what their actions were causing, but it doesn't change the fact that it still hurt. And it felt that way. Yeah, yeah. And I know that you both were kind of talking about how other people were receiving that information. Like, I'm really big about that some people, they might be trying to help, but they don't realize how what they're saying is just some of the worst things you could say to someone. Mm -hmm. And again, I hope that most of it isn't coming from a bad place. Sometimes it is. But I'm I just I personally love to learn about what are things I can do to make sure I don't say something that would cause harm out of ignorance. And I also like to then, you know, things that I've gone through share that with people like, hey, don't ever say this to someone. (laughs) So what are some things for both of y'all if something comes to mind like, hey, never say this to someone going through a divorce or never say this to someone who has lost a husband? Yeah. 
And, you know, I, I love that you said what you just said, which is I really don't think people have bad intentions. So the first thing I think of is I I receive things in a way where that is my going and thought, is I hope someone's coming from a good place. They're not trying to intentionally do something. And I think it, it's more of you just don't know what you don't know. And one of the most, one of the things I think people do is they assume an outcome for you that you may not agree with, and then it just makes it awkward. You know, so if somebody is going through a divorce, when they say something like, well, can't you just work it out? Can't you just get back together? Like, isn't love enough? Um, There's probably just a lot of context and things that they don't know that you might feel uncomfortable explaining if maybe you don't know that person very well. So I think it's better. um, And it could depend on the closeness of the relationship to say something like, what can I do to support you? How are you feeling today? And it's not assuming anything. I think it's always a person's choice, whether they work something out or they walk away. I think that's just a conclusion they have to draw for themselves and um, they'll welcome input. But I think if you're truly being non-judgmental, you want to be there for the person and ask more open-ended questions mm. and not try to do... Um, you know, well, this is what I think you should do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'll just, I'm going to be real practical because I think this is, this is huge because so I can't, I wish I had a nickel for every time I heard this. Um, When people find out that you've lost somebody, they say, I'm sorry. Okay. It's a natural reaction. Um, I'm sorry. And how are you doing? Those two things. Now, totally goodwill intentions. Well, of course, you're going to say you're sorry. The thing is, is that when somebody says, I'm sorry, you don't know what to say. Thank you. Um, uh, It usually stops me mid-sentence. Like I usually go, okay, well, uh, the reason why this happens because three years ago, my husband passed away. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, thank you. You know what I mean? But it's like, um, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry to hear that. Or I'm sorry that that happened to you. Or even better, like you said, uh, you know, honestly, I have no idea what you're going through. How can I help? Mm-hmm. That is is sweet. Um, the other thing is when somebody says when when you've lost somebody and and they say how are you doing? I had eight kids. How are the kids doing? I'm all. That's an hour by hour, child <laughs> per child. You know, you know question I can answer a hundred different ways in any given moment. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just so much, right? So, so, um, but I understood that they were saying it because they're concerned, you know, like that, you know, and it's, it's genuine. So, so the thing that was more helpful was when somebody said, um, how's everybody processing it overall, Mm. overall, how's everybody Mm. processing it overall, overall, my girl's Honestly, they're doing really good. Their their faith is strong and they have each other. It's hard, but they are strong. And I know that everyone deals with healing different ways. You know, what works for one person isn't going to work necessarily for the other person. But if you could each pack a figurative survival bag for someone that is going through divorce or going through the loss of a husband, what are some things that maybe were just very helpful to you that you were like, I would pack these things in that bag? 
You have to have a Desiree. Yeah, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say, yeah, that that vulnerability of having people around you that do support you, that allow you to be you. I think the biggest thing when you're mm. going through something difficult, anything that is you could put in the category of a trauma, is that you don't have to put on a face. You could be exactly who you are and have those bad moments where you're just crying. And you don't need an explanation. This is just the way you feel in the moment. And it's a shoulder to lean on, you know, or it's someone to go do something with because you're like, oh, I'm in a funk. I just want to get out of this. Do you want to go get some ice cream or can we go grab a coffee and just get out of here because I'm too, you know, boxed in or or something. So having supportive people, I think is huge is, is one thing I would say. And one thing that helped me and I found, I find myself coming back to this and there's seasons of it, but I tend to do it in times where there's hardship, um, is journaling. It's something that is a reflective process. So it's, it doesn't need to be all the time, but I found in going back to what I wrote, there was a lot of darkness, but it was my way of getting to the light of like, and I would read back what I wrote and and read things like, I just want to cry in a ball on the floor. This is horrible. I wouldn't wish this on anyone. You know, things like that. And then yeah. look back and go, oh my gosh, I am so strong. I That was a moment in time. It was a moment that I appreciate for the strength that it's actually given me. But it was a, almost like a cathartic thing. So yeah. that, that's another thing because you could do, you know, I think the supportive part is good, but then I think the self-growth and self-reflection is an important thing too. And that was kind of my, my solo. Well, <laughs> and where, where things are measured, they're managed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you, you know, when your emotions are unmanageable, mm. that's a great way to measure it so that you can manage it. And like you said, reflect back and go, I've had hard times before, uh, you know, I got this. Yep. I got yeah. this. Mm -hmm. No, and I think it's great to see how far you have come when you're able to reflect back on those. I'm a, I'm a huge journal also. I also have a pack with one of my friends that if I, you know, die, like she has to come and burn them all because they're not for other people. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> yeah. That's not a that thing. I think someone wants to publish my journals, but still. <laughs> <laughs> that's what my children have told me about them. They're like, we have journals. Mom, you have to burn these. Don't ever look at them. I'm like, yeah. oh, God, they'll probably scream yeah. when they burn them. But um, yeah, you know, I would say I would say that um, a little a little thing to put in your bag is definitely support. If you don't have support, be support. Mm. Because taking your eyes off of yourself and putting them on somebody else will will pull wonderful people to you. And also, I would say that taking care of yourself. Um, I think a lot of times when you're grieving, you know, it's easy to just, you know, lay down and eat the you know, ice cream and just, you know, wallow in it. But, um, you know, forcing yourself to do things that you don't want to do. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to do this and you will feel better. Those actions of doing things you really don't want to do, um, taking care of yourself uh, is is a big thing, it's you know, to get you through yeah. grief. And um, for me, honestly, um, the unicorn was huge. It was. It was a tangible image um, a vision board could be it. Um, uh, a message on your phone reminding you, um, your, you know, like a, an alarm going off on your phone. Um, there's, you know, just having visual things that come up that remind you that 
It's going to be better days and speaking it out loud. I would, I would on the way to work, be totally lost and be like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. What the heck is going to happen? But I would, I would, you know, pat Pixie and I'd be going, I am awesome. I got this. I'm influential. I'm 2%. I'm, you know, I'm amazing. And, and for me, like I was, I was so excited about another relationship. That was a big thing for me. And so I would say, uh, there is a man out there that is looking for me. I am going to light up his world. I am going to decorate it like nobody else. I'm amazing. I'm loyal. I'm sexy. I'm strong. I've, you know, and, and this was when I had, I was homeless, you know, because when my husband passed away, I, you know, we were in, in the middle of packing for a foreclosure. And um, I didn't know where we were going to go. He was in debt to his employers. We were $60,000, $69,000 in debt on credit cards, all of this. And that was not, which was true, but that was not the truth that I chose to believe. I, in my bag, a survival kit, I threw in there affirmations, speak mm-hmm. out loud enthusiastically until I just pulled that stuff to me. Thanks so much for joining me for the episode thus far. As shared in the interview, we both use Brand Builders Group. If you're looking for a proven system and process to take your personal brand to the next level, I want to highly recommend and introduce you to my good friends at Brand Builders Group. Brand Builders Group helped me get clear on my message, who I'm creating my message for, the services I want to focus on, and how to help my message go as far as possible. From keynote speaking to writing books to podcasting to social media and so much more. Also, the community within Brainbridge Group is phenomenal. The amazing support, advice, and friendships I have gotten in the Brainbridge Group community have been life-changing. Brainbridge Group is the best in the world at helping you find your uniqueness so that you can build and monetize your personal brand. And right now, they are offering a free brand strategy call to anyone who is serious about taking their personal brand to the next level. To request a free call, just email me at ashley at theashleybaxter.com. It's Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-Y. Baxter, B-A-X-T-E-R. Their team is amazing and they will really help you get clear about your strategy to help you build more influence, impact, and income. Again, to request your free call, just email me at ashley at theashleybaxter.com. I know you'll thank me later for it. Perception and mindset is so important because you can paint two very completely different stories and ones that can take you to a very bad place and others that can take you to a very good place. Yeah, and really quickly. And, you know, the the, the last tidbit I would add on here is self-development. It's huge. When, when things that are difficult happen to you, it is a perfect time for reinvention. Because like Jean-Marie said, when, when you're in a relationship for a long period of time, regardless of how it ends, if it ends from a breakup or from a passing, uh, it's something that is a pivot point. You're, you're in some ways defined or your identity is connected to another person and you have to now say, okay, well, what, what am, where am I at? What do I even like? Like what, what is my identity? What I want that to look like? And so doing things like reading or listening to books, finding podcasts that just what kind are of- your passions? Yeah. Bring them. It's a great time to bring out those passions again. Yeah. And, and it's in exploring exploring that I think is such a beautiful thing. So it's okay to go inward and do that diving into yourself and um, you'll be surprised to discover, yeah. I think, a lot more gold than you, you might imagine. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> 
What were some passions for each of y'all that either were new that came out of that or that y'all rediscovered? Uh, dancing. Yeah. <laughs> I so thinking, I I've always <laughs> been, um, I've always danced. I grew up as a hula dancer. Um, uh, I grew up in the Polynesian culture. So I danced hula. I danced Tahitian. Um, I love hip hop dancing and just like all the shows that you watch on TV. Like, so you think you can dance. Oh, me, and, too. me too. Yeah. And like <laughs> Step Up and, you know, yep. all those dancing movies where they, there's romance stories and stuff yep. like that. <laughs> Channing Tatum is helpful in those, those <laughs> movies. Very helpful. Just saying. Just saying. Um, and so I was like, oh my gosh. Jean Marie's like, you know, they do Zumba at the gym, Des. Like, because uh, I was, I bought another house at the time and I was in a new neighborhood and the gym was right down the street and I had to switch gyms. And I'm like, oh yeah, that seems kind of cool. Man, about a weekend, I'm in the front row. I'm like, let's do this. <laughs> they're teaching Okay, I yep. will learn all the songs. I will do all of it. I will do it in my bathroom by myself each morning. And, and we was, will plan all of our meetings around Zumba. Yeah. I was like, oh, we can't meet then. Uh, and we, Gina Marie and I share a calendar because we like to coordinate. And oh. I would put Zumba. Like, we're not going to meet. That's just off limits. Yep. That is mm -hmm. like a yep. sacred time. So don't try to, you know have us do interviews and other things during that time. So yeah, definitely for me dancing, it was just like really fun and a great way to also stay in shape. You know, yeah. when I reinvented myself, I discovered three passions that I didn't know anything about. One of them was wine because mm, I yes. started I um, <laughs> working at a vineyard. So the culture of it and how, you know, there's there's so much beauty in the vineyard. It There really is. You know, when you have you know, tending to it and growing it. And even the things that um, the environment that it's in shape every bottle in a different way. That same varietal is different every year, depending on how much rain. It tells a story. Um, it, you know, if we've had smoke, you know, there's going to be like a smokier flavor that will come out in it. It, it, it shapes and molds this beautiful prod, um, product. And, um, and I, I just loved, I loved that. I loved learning about all of that and, um, and how um, there are so many parallels in the vineyard um, that's so beautiful. So that was something that I discovered that was not a passion of mine, but became a passion. Um, and, and then sales. I love sales. I absolutely love <laughs> sales. And I realized I was really good at it. Um, being able to help people, you know, the creativity of being help, able to help people get what they want. And whether that was at our venue or, you know what, you really would be better fit for this venue because honestly, here we're going to have this, this and that. But over there, they have that and this or whatever, you know, being honest in that way and helping people. And then that would come back around when they needed what I had that did suit them instead of fitting them into what I had um, for the sake of the sale. And and then um, also marketing. Like I loved, um, I used to be a scrapbooker and I don't get to scrapbook now, um, but now I get to, um, you know, take beautiful images and take the the creativity that I have about um, with with feeling and emotion and and put them in images in a different way, not in in a tangible tactile way, but in you know through through our our branding and everything, and yeah. and then of course we have Desiree spell check them. We have our lanes, yeah. <laughs> 
fine. She's excellent <laughs> no. with creative uh, images and color schemes and palettes. And I can spell well, so. And 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 I there there's ways there's some things that I just don't even I just don't even see I don't even see like you I'm know, the I same way. <laughs> Obviously, I know how to spell the word you y o u, but then you know I would like forget the o and then and then go to print and she'd be like um hold on like you forgot yeah. or like I just don't even see it I just don't even yeah. see it yeah. so yeah. no one of my friends reached out to me one time she's like do you want me to tell you when you've posted something that has a misspelling in it. <laughs> And not do it publicly, like in a comment that everybody can read. Maybe, maybe in a private message or a text. Exactly. <laughs> so I have two spell checkers in my life. I have Desiree and I have Melanie. And so I'll, whenever I do anything big, I'll, I'll text it to Mel and go, "Is this, is this right?" She's like, "Hold on." Yeah. <laughs> Try this, you know. Before you print five hundred yeah. no, copies no, 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 no. of that. One time, one time, I I I did a posting that was oh gosh, it was something versus something like 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 good versus bad or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I spelt verses like the scripture verses, not oh, like uh-huh. as opposed to. You know, it's close. Melanie's all <laughs> um that thing. Well, and there's there's moments where it matters, and there's moments where it kind of doesn't. On our launch party for our podcast, we go to print the <laughs> invitations. You know, to come to. <laughs> Come to our party. It's going to be the the best event of the year, you know, and uh, or not because or you not can't find it because that address doesn't exist. It wasn't at Marie. She transposed the numbers. Thirty one oh five. It's thirty five oh one. Yeah, I have a little bit of dyslexia today on our Zoom. Like I, Wes and I were having my my man and I were doing um a, a meeting and I I sent the Zoom link. And I spelt his name W E S no W E L E S Y. I transposed the S and the L. I know there's an L and there's an S. That's in just there. your cute name for him. That's it what. Does, I don't know does how it you really matter that, what but. order they go in? <laughs> or not? He knew who you were talking about. So. Right. Yeah. So her her passion isn't spelling. Nope. But that's okay. Words with friends has, would be her. Yeah, she has other passions, but. <laughs> You know, as long as you find them and stick with the things that you enjoy and you're good at, then you're fine. Stay in your lane. Exactly. You'll be fine. Exactly. Be you. (laughs) Be you. So I am just boldly me with all of my decorating. And then she just comes over and tightens it all up. Tightens it up. There you go. Just (laughs) makes it look great. That's right. We're a team. Well, I have one more question just about kind of past stuff. And then I can't wait to get into more of what everything you are doing. And just I always love to talk about how people view the idea of the healing journey. Um, I think for me, I I don't ever see the goal for someone to be like 100% healed, because I don't even know what that really looks like. And I feel like when someone expects to be 100% healed from something, they think that they're never going to have a bad day from whatever they've gone through. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I've always seen it more as a point of working through things, living life, you know, growing in all these different ways and healing to the point where it isn't something that constantly holds you down. Like you get to a point where you feel like you can truly breathe again. And yes, you're gonna have bad days and bad moments, but they're not, you know, that that's not your only reality. Mm -hmm. So I just always love to hear what other people's thoughts are and how they view healing. Yeah. I think that the first thing that comes to my mind is I think it's the difference between having regret and remorse. Mm. You know, when you have, you know, I am 
I don't love, you know, that my husband passed away and that, you know, um, my children are without a earthly father. And um, that's not something that I celebrate. But I have a second chance at love. I met an amazing man and I am in a whole new life, with a whole new chapter with so many beautiful things in store of me, for me, um, you know, to, to, re, to, you know, I have remorse about things that I have done. Um, and I love that because it keeps you humble. And I think that that's good so that you don't um, make any mistakes. But that shaped and mold, molded who I am. It, it helps me to um, relate to other people. It helps me to, if, if I didn't have any remorse at all, I'd be a serial killer. You know what I mean? Like you, like it's good to have that kind of perspective um, when we're talking about healing. Like, you know, sometimes, you know, there's been things that I've had to heal from that have been my own freaking fault. And I have caused pain to myself and others that, you know, I need to heal from and let go of. And, and it shaped and molded me. And so, you know, to be able to embrace that versus and, and make it functional, you know, like to me, remorse can be, mm, I like feeling that pain. Like I like feeling that because it's not something, how do I explain this? It's an, it's, it makes me human. I'm human. And I, I just think it's so beautiful to be humbled. And, and, um, and so for that, I embrace it. Um, I embrace my pain with my husband. I embrace, um, I embrace the fear of everything that we've got. I mean, we've got some huge things ahead of us. And it scares the heck out of me. And I'm like, yes, let's get on this roller coaster. <laughs> you know, embracing all of those emotions, not just the good emotions, but the bad emotions too, um, to me is a huge part of healing. Because you're right. That's not going to go away. That's always going to be there. But, you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It yeah. happens, mm -hmm. you know, for, for you. Us. Yeah, Not to you. And I would say related to healing and and I, you know, Jean Marie says this a lot is when you turn your pain into your purpose. And for me, my confidence has been shot down a thousand times. And our mission in Blissful Fortitude is to be able to help people with confidence. And part of that comes from a place of the fact that we know what it's like not to have it. And so for me, that healing is an ongoing process because we are doing it right alongside people. You know, because we're helping people doesn't mean that we're just um, omnipotent. We're living on, you know, some sort of golden staircase on a pedestal that we just don't ever go through those things. It's because we've gone through those things that we have a special connection when people are going through it too. And it's a reminder, kind of like you said with, you know, what you described is that you are human. It's going to resurface, but because you've gone through it and you know how to get to the other side, you can continue to do that because life often is cyclical. You know, we have highs, we have lows, and that's that's a forever journey. It's, it's forever that kind of thing. So I think the healing process is being okay to not run away 
from those things that you've struggled it with, but actually lean into it and use it for a purpose, use it for good and channel it toward making a difference for other people um, because then it gives you more power. And you mentioned Blissful Fortitude. So share more about the business y'all have created, who y'all help, how y'all help, all that good stuff. Yeah. So it's really funny. Uh, in the summer last year, Jean Marie and I were sitting by the pool at our friend Cindy's house, and we are really feeding off this energy that we were describing in the beginning of the episode between each other. And we we're just like, I said to her, you know, want to start a podcast? She had no hesitation to say yes. And we both had no earthly clue what we were doing. We are not technical people. We always have other people who do the things that are in that lane. And we just, but we had a message. You know, and the the reason we partnered with brand builders was to to crystallize and solidify that message. But it really is to help women to build their confidence, embrace their worth, and find their joy. And if it wasn't for brand builders, it might not be that eloquent. And so we're very grateful for to them for that. But um, you know, it started with a with a dream. It started with writing it down. So I highly recommend, you know, when you manifest things, write it down. And and then just, you know, a couple, couple months later, uh, Lewis Howes was having his Summit of Greatness event. And it was like two weeks from when it was going to happen. And I'm like, I'm going. I didn't really even think about it. Just bought the tickets, bought all the things. I told her about it when we were leaving the gym one day. And she's like, "Uh, not without me. You're not doing all that. (laughs) And so, you know, three weeks later, 21 days after we left the Summit of Greatness, we had a podcast manager. We had we had linked up with brand builders through different people at the event. Um, it was all just such a whirlwind. We were filed as an LLC. Yeah. yeah we, we had a business plan. And yeah, because yeah, we wrote a business plan on the plane ride. And and thank goodness we were sitting next to like a wonderful person that put up with all of our shenanigans in our row, <laughs> you know, and uh, and uh, we were just on such a high and we're, we had so much fire and so much momentum. What we had as a seedling of an idea turned into now, you know, what we're offering, which is one-on-one coaching, uh, a success circle, which is a mastermind that's going to help people take their confidence and their self-worth and their joy to the next level. And we're we're coming out with an online course. Yay! Yes! <laughs> we, we wrote it and we're, 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 we're get, getting ready to film next week. It's so exciting. Yeah. We're so excited to be able to to help women. It's it's something that is definitely a passion of ours. And literally, we have had maybe five days off in a year because we just we're we're either she's you know got the baton and she's going, or I've got the baton and I'm going. Mm-hmm. And and through the pandemic, I mean, it didn't slow us down at all. No. At all. No, not at all. I think if anything, it pushed us further to go, you know what, this is an opportunity. People are out there and they are struggling with this and it is our service and our mission to help people because I tell you what, if, you know, mental health issues and all of the types of challenges that are faced during this time when people are struggling with small businesses and everything like that, we want to we want to bring more to the table during this time to say, you know, this is now a time more than ever that you're 
your confidence matters and that your worth matters because in the hardest times, even during a pandemic, even during crazy presidential election season, you can have that solid foundation and we want to we want to be the partners that help you with that. So we we got real clear on that and we're like, we're not slowing down. Nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah, it's been it's been phenomenal. We are just so passionate about it. It's been really cool. Well, I love all the different ways that you are bringing that message to people through the podcast, through one-on-one coaching, the success circle, and then the online course. And so that whatever is the best method for each person that you to have a way for them to interact with that. Exactly. We got something for everyone. And we we know how important that is, you know, is um, we've been in that place where maybe, you know, I want some assistance, but I really can't go to a level that it just doesn't fit my lifestyle or my budget right now. And we've been in places where we're like, we want to go all in, you know, mm-hmm. every we all have those different seasons. And we want to just be able to partner with people in a way where whatever season you're in, we can meet you where you meet are. Them where they are. Yep. What is a message or mindset you could give to someone listening right now trying to figure out how to persevere through adversity? You got this, girl. <laughs> Yeah. And you and you are not your past story. You know, you embrace your uniqueness because it is who you are that is so special. And if this sometimes rings in my head because this is a this is a great Gina Marie ism is she always says you are wonderfully made. <laughs> and when I hear that, I'm like, yeah, we all are. Uh-huh. And in an age where comparison has become the thief of joy, you know, um, because of social media, which I think is can be so awesome in a million ways, but then kind of not awesome in other ways, um, I think we have to embrace that message even more because it can feel defeating when you're like, oh, oh, that that person is doing better. Oh, gosh, they're doing this and I'm so behind. Or, you know, it's, it's, it's something that's so in your face a lot more that didn't even exist. You know, you wouldn't know what so-and-so down the street was doing because they were just doing what you're do- they're doing and you're doing what you're doing. And now it's just like, ah, everything. And, and so we have to get a grip, you know, on that and be able to celebrate other people while also staying focused on yourself and what makes right. sense for you. And, and that's why I think people are going to recognize the power more of self-development now more than ever because of, of these things, how it's exacerbated in, in every app that ever existed. There's something putting something in front of you saying wow. like, oh, you know. Yeah. I, you know, and I would, I would say God's grace falls fresh on me every day. I just love saying that every day is a new day. You don't have to be great to start something, but you got to start to great to, to be great. And you, you know, and every day is an opportunity to do that. And um, so that would be my little tidbit. Yeah. Progress, not perfection. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. but Oh, I love there's so <laughs> many good nuggets and everything y'all just said. <laughs> well, well, where can people connect with you guys, find you online and start working with you? Yeah, we, we make it really easy because we like consistency in the name of yeah. things. So you can find our website at blissfulfortitude.com. Our Instagram handle is blissfulfortitude.com. Yeah, or blissfulfortitude. (laughs) And we're on Facebook. We have a group. It's a Blissful Fortitude Circle. And people can join that. And we do daily inspiration in there. And we have a phone number. Yes. 
You can actually call us and ask us a question or just leave us a comment if you want. It's one eight three three my bliss, which is one eight three three six nine two five four seven seven. So you can even talk to us. I love yeah. it. And yeah. I'll include all of that information in the show notes so it's easy for people to And then of course, yeah, on our website. You can schedule a call with us. Yes, too. so you Blissful can. Fortitude. You yeah. can schedule yeah. a free design call with mm-hmm. us on mm-hmm. there, and we can just talk with you and see if there's anything that we've got that can help you. Um, but we'd love people to to sign up there because that's how they can get our uh, weekly updates of things that are going on with us. So we'd love you to just come and do that. Get the free stuff. Yeah. Nice. And and I've listened to y'all's podcast. I love it. So anyone that's listening right now, like if you've enjoyed this, you'll also just love hearing them talk together on their podcast. So definitely <laughs> go check that out. Yes. And yes. that that is called Bliss Beyond Fear. And it is on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher and Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. So um, we would love for you to come join us there and uh, yeah. and laugh probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it just so feels we got like a lot going on. So it's a great thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you need just a little entertainment for your day, even if yeah. it's a short commute, then uh, right. <laughs> you can join us for that <laughs> in the car or something. Oh, well, and the question I love to ask every guest in the end is what is one of your favorite things about you and how do you live that out in the world? Because I think as y'all expressed as well, like as women, sometimes we don't recognize the things in us. So I'm just trying to help people do that. And so this will not be a problem for y'all at all because okay. I feel like y'all what are, are you, masters What are you going to say? <laughs> okay. So I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say two things because one is, is just kind of fun and, and unique about me. And the other thing is, is really truly a genuine thing as well. Well, so one is that, um, hold on. Hold on. I want to write this down because I think I'm going to know what you're going to say. Let me see. Oh, you're going to see? <laughs> it's, gonna oh like my the, gosh, that's like the hilarious. dating couple game. Like y'all should it's like a right game. Now, like, okay, the other it's like a game. Say, okay, so that's hilarious. She's so funny. <laughs> and she turns everything into a game. So the first thing that it's it's a unique-ism about me is my nails. I love so, I mean, actually, I love your nails. So if I, anyone's oh, not watching the YouTube of this, you need to jump over to YouTube to see does his nails. Yeah. So these ones are not even as extra as they you know can be but they've got they've got (laughs) glitter and they've got like some you know little diamonds on it and stuff but um it's part of my personality like I've had nails for the longest time I have little hands and they just make them feel like they're the right proportion when I have them and and it's very much of an expression of just art and I I love that so when I go to someone and and now because I do work in in a corporate environment and I usually keep them very tempered but because we're in virtual land you can be more expressive (laughs) because nobody's like they're really paying attention to my face on a video, not like sitting next to me in a meeting. So I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, you could go ahead and put, you know, 82 diamonds on there if you want to. Um, <laughs> so it's just something fun uh, um, about me. But I think the second thing that I that I embrace about myself, um, and especially during this season, um, is just compassion. You know, I, I really do have uh, compassion for... <gasps> she wrote that I down. Did. Oh my gosh. Um, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do feel um it's a it's a I probably didn't spell it right. That's okay. I knew what you meant. <laughs> I know. But I yeah, that right. compassion and empathy is um um a superpower. You know, every every personality test I take, it's it's something that's there. I think it's it's a reason why I'm able to connect with people well um and just understand where they're coming from and um maybe the hardships that they've gone through and and I and I appreciate that about myself and I'm glad that I can do that and I'm proud of it. So yeah. That's that's cool. So I put I put that 
uh, that you're a nerd. Oh, I am. <laughs> she loves. She loves. I mean, in it, you know, she in in the way of like like um, she loves graphs and I, charts I and do. words with friends and you know, <laughs> in an endearing way. Um, and and then empathy because you're an empath. Yeah, because that's very much you. So I would say she said one thing. We're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> All the things. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the one thing, the thing I love about myself is that I am I embarrass myself on a regular basis, and to me, it's just super fun. I'm fun. She's oh, yeah, on I, a regular basis. I was gonna say, <laughs> like fun. almost every day. I dr- I just do things all the time. I drove today. I went all the way to the grocery store at, to transfer money from one account count to another. Left my card at home. Like I just like every day I mess up. I I have waved this unicorn at some stranger thinking it was my girlfriend Donna one time. <laughs> Met the woman, pulled her over, told her about the podcast, gave her, you know, like told her about the tasting room at the at the vineyard and everything, made a new friend. Like I'm constantly doing stupid things. But you always, And I love it. But you I don't, turn I don't them, mean to do it. But you but turn I'm them into like, like awesome moments and opportunities. Yeah. To me it's just like the role. You're creating adventures it. every yeah. day, it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's just a walking adventure. <laughs> <laughs> That's your I new tagline. <laughs> And she loves me anyway. I do. And I so really does do. Wesley. Oh he just my goes, gosh. Oh, good Lord. That's nice. amazing. <laughs> of course, that's you. So I love it. Oh, I cannot thank you both enough for being on the show today, for sharing your stories and sharing how you're helping women just become more alive and be more confident in themselves. It's so huge and important work. So thank you so much. Thank you, you for so having welcome. us yes, here. Yes, You're one of our favorite people. Yes. I probably comment in everything on your stories so much that you're like, is she stalking me? She no. literally does emojis on all my things. I will um, take it all. I love it. Because <laughs> please don't you stop. Know, we we just enjoy your message and what you're doing for the world. And so we, it's an honor. It mm-hmm. really is an honor for us to be on your show. And we just we've learned a lot from you um, being connected with brand builders. And you've been a true inspiration to us. That wraps up today's episode of the Courageous Worth podcast with me, your host, Ashley Baxter. If you're enjoying this podcast, I'd love for you to leave a five-star rating and review of the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to the show. Doing so makes a big impact in this show's message reaching more people. Also, did you know that there's a video version of this episode? Well, there is. Just head over to theashleybaxter.com backslash blog to find it, as well as show notes for this episode. I'm so thankful for you, and I'd love to continue building a relationship with you. So please connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok at The Ashley Baxter. If this particular episode was very impactful to you, please share a screenshot of it on your social media and tag me. Until next time, remember, you are valuable and desperately needed in this world.